Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 15th of February and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's go straight to the scores on the doors. Of course, it was a big night in the US last night with that inflation rate coming out pretty much in line. Inflation in January rose by 0.5%, which was following a a 0.1% increase in December. CPI was up 6.4% from the same period in 2022. Both numbers were a little higher than expected, but when you start looking at the bones and the detail of the announcement, and there were people looking at the core and the super core numbers, it seemed to be a little bit more uh, bullish than bearish for the market. We also saw a number of Fed heads out and about last night uh, talking up and down in terms of interest rates, how long they'd stay and what the terminal rate would be. As a result of all this, the Dow uh, closed down 157 points or 0.46%, 34,089. It had a high of up 86, a low of down 418 points. The Nasdaq closed up just around 0.6%, 68 points, 11,960. And the S&P 500 pretty much unchanged. The VIX volatility index took a bit of a tumble. Looks like everybody loaded up with those calls and puts before the number expecting a St. Valentine's Day massacre or maybe a big love-in, and neither of which really happened. Down 7.1% for the VIX to 18.93. I'd imagine we'll see that pop back up again tomorrow once that uh, those bets on the inflation rate unwind. ASX 200 SPY futures showing a one-point gain. Yesterday was a pretty anemic 13-point up day, uh, despite opening up around 50 points and then fading from there. Results very much in focus, and we'll go through some of those in a little while. Uh, Certainly some big ones hitting the market first thing this morning. So it's going to be an interesting day on the ASX, and maybe the index is not the real story. Maybe it is all about... The results today, and especially CBA. As far as other markets go, Europe was a little bit better, but hardly moving really. Stock 600 up 0.08%, FTSE up 0.08%, Germany down 0.1%. In the US, stocks on the move. Apple down 0.4%, Meta unchanged, Google pretty much unchanged, Microsoft up 0.3%, Amazon up 0.2%, Tesla roaring ahead again, 7.5% higher. Netflix up 0.4, US banks not doing a lot, a little bit mixed there, JP Morgan up 0.4, Citigroup having a good day up 1.2%, but Goldman down 0.6, Bank of America unchanged, and Wells Fargo up 0.8. Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 2.6%, and we also saw Newmont Mining down 2.7% in the U.S. last night. General Motors up 1%. U.S. 10 years on the back of that inflation number, uh, 3.747, a three and a jumbo, 2.8 basis points higher. Two years, 4.615, that was 8.1 basis points higher. The Aussie 10-year absolutely flying on the yield front, 
3.854. Not sure anyone's really noticed, but that is pushing higher and higher. And of course, today we do get Philip Lowe, the RBA governor. I guess he's fighting for his job at the moment after his seven-year tenure comes to an end in September. Certainly there are many calling for a change in leadership of the RBA, but he'll be fronting the Senate Estimates Committee today. So uh, he's in for a a tough day at the office, I suspect. Bitcoin had a good bounce overnight, 2.6% higher. The US dollar index down 0.1%. The Aussie dollar, 69.89. So knocking on the door of that 70 cents again. In commodities last night, the oil price eased 0.5% down for Brent. 39 cents to 85.63. The WTI price fell a dollar and six, 1.32% to 79.03. The gold price pretty much unchanged. Platinum, though, having a 2.1% dive. LME copper up 1.4. Nickel, a very quiet day really for nickel, down 0.2 of a percent. Aluminium down 0.3. Zinc down 0.4. Lead down 0.6. And tin down 3.3%. We did see uh, some interesting moves in iron ore, though, yesterday. Downian iron ore was up 5%. Coal also had a good day, up 2.9% there. Uh, mining stocks overseas, BHP ADRs were up 0.6%. Rio ADRs up 1%. Freeport McMoran up 2.1%. Alcoa up 2%. Tech up 2%. Anglo-American down 0.7, Glencore unchanged, Vale up 0.3, Arbomile up 0.3 as well. So um, not great shakes there in those. But we did see, as I say last night, that inflation in the US was the big driver. The super core services inflation, which apparently is the key that the Fed looks at and excludes food, energy and shelter. So basically... It excludes all the things that are absolute necessities for life. Uh, rose 0.2 for the month and was 4% higher than a year ago. But there are some worrying signs uh, that some things that feed into the inflation rate are starting to creep back up again. Used car prices, one of those. We did see the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia. President Philip uh, Patrick Harker said he believes policymakers will need to raise interest rates to some level above 5% to counter inflation that is retreating only slowly. And there are the Bank of America's survey out uh, overnight as well. The S&P's fast start to 2023 is a bear market rally, which is according to two-thirds of the global fund managers who responded to the Bank of America's monthly survey of these supposed sophisticated investors. In other news, Lyle Brainard has been appointed by President Joe Biden as the White House top economic advisor. Lyle Brainard was, of course, on the Federal Reserve. She was the deputy there, and she was also a little bit dovish. So it does take away one of the dovish voices on the Federal Reserve. Turning to to local matters today, of course, it is all about reporting season. Uh, There's a nice article in the uh, AFR today saying Elon Musk is running rings around you. The NBN has been grilled over the Starlink thread. NBN Co. has admitted it lost 10,000 customers to satellite internet operators such as Starlink. That's something we talked about in the newsletter some months ago. Uh, One uh, rural 
member switching to Starlink and never looking back as far as the internet goes. We also have Phil Lowe, as I say, facing Senate M Estimates Committee today. And Wednesday's reportings. We've got Cochlear, Commonwealth Bank, Corporate Travel, Fletcher Building, Fortescue, GUD Holdings, NetWealth, Pact, Red Bubble, Seven, Treasury, West Farmers and Vicinity. A big day and a bigger day tomorrow. So let's run through some of the ones that have dropped already. We have had Cochlear results out. Uh, they posted an underlying net profit down 10% to $141.6 million on sales, up 9%. Flat dividend, $1.55 per share. The group blamed the margin crunch on rising expenses and investments in its cloud business. Don't forget, these are just headlines. If you want more information and you want the full information on these results, head to the newsletter website and we will have them up there as they drop. Corporate travel numbers, FY23 EBITDA will be 160 to 180 million after reporting first half EBITDA of 51.3. Uh, the group also forecast the underlying profit before tax of 120 to 140. Uh, the full year guidance implies a second half underlying EBITDA result of 109 to 129, uh, which would ensure great momentum for the expected FY24 recovery. So that's the news out of them. West Farmers out this morning as well. They have lifted the dividend. The uh, West Farmers has lifted its half year net profit 14.1%. To 1.4 billion, sales up 27%, 22.6 billion. It will pay an interim dividend of 88 cents, which is up 10%. Rob Scott, the CEO, said pleasingly the group's largest division performed particularly well during the half. Solid sales and earnings reported in Bunnings, strong earnings by Kmart and the West Farmers chemical business, I think. Growth across the retail business also reflected the impact of the lockdowns on the previous corresponding period. Bunnings continues to demonstrate its resilience, recording sales growth across major trading regions. Seven Group results out this morning as well. Forecast low to mid-teen percent EBIT growth for the full year after reporting first half earnings before interest and tax growth of 16% to 5.95 million. Flat interim dividend, 23 cents a share. Statutory net profit for the half fell 71% to 3.50 million. It expects to grow total uh, TV share in the second half against a mid to high single digit advertising market decline, targeting up to $20 million of cost. That's for Seven West Media. And of course, the biggie out this morning. We cannot ignore the elephant well and truly in the room is Commonwealth Bank. The results out this morning, cash profit up 9%. Talk about making hay while the sun shines. You pull the handle, the machine just spits out money. $5.1 billion. Net interest margin has soared 18 basis points to 2.1%. These guys are doing very well in a higher interest rate environment, putting rates up on mortgages but leaving them Lower on deposits is really helping that net interest margin, the NIM as it's called, 2.1%. It's also going to raise its dividend 20% to $2.10 a share. The return on equity as a measure of profitability jumped 80 basis points, 14.1%. Uh, they're talking about higher interim profits, 
due to volume growth and a recovery in cash in margins as cash rates rise from historic lows. The bank said its interest rate margin as a measure of how much it makes on what it lends versus what it pays increased as more earnings from deposits as interest rates climbed. Operating expenses were up 5% and it did make $511 million in loan impairments. The bank also went on to say that as official rates rose 2.25%, that higher rates are yet to hit one-third of the mortgage customers. $82 billion of cheaply priced fixed-rate loans are set to roll off to variable rates by the end of the calendar year. Same number rolling off sometime next year. 34% of its customers are now more than two years in advance with repayments but 23% are just paying on time. And in other comments from CBA, they are now assessing customers for mortgages based on their ability to pay a 10.55% interest rate once regulatory buffers are applied. In other results, we've had corporate travel management has reported first half underlying EBIT 51.3 million. That uh, looks a bit light on. The uh, market was going about 56.2. Telex Pharmaceutical has completed joint research project with Heidelberg University Hospital. The Bellevue Gold Project in Western Australia is on track to achieve first production in H2 calendar year 23, first se- uh, half, second half of calendar 23. Grey Mining has reported drilling results uh, for the DUCON depth extensions including 72.3 metres at 1.4 grams of gold. Red 5 has issued a King of the Hill January operation update of production 13,534 ounces, average head grade of 1.3 grams, an average recovery of 92.2%. In the media this morning, in the Australian today, there is speculation Market experts say Temple and Webster should buy a business to support its bottom line and improve profit margins. Same applies to Breville, uh, which recently bought the uh, very posh Italian coffee machine maker, Lilit. And speculation is mounting more purchases could be on the cards. Some of the broker downgrades coming through and upgrades. James Hardy, understandably downgraded to underperform from outperform at CLSA. Magellan Financial, this is an interesting one, upgraded to a buy from a sell at UBS. Results also just dropping as we are recording this. Treasury Wine Estates has reported uh, H1 EBITs a 307.5 million underlying NPAT of 193.7, uh, which looks a little light on total revenue, 1.31 billion. Uh, the market looks as if it's going for 1.42. Uh, the outlook remains on track to deliver strong EBITS growth and margin expansion in FY23. Trading conditions for the remainder of the year expected to remain broadly consistent with those in the first half. Uh, just seeing if there's anything else. Red Bubble reported uh, first half NPAT loss of $29.8 million versus a million dollar loss a year ago. Marketplace revenue 289.3, a uh, year ago 288.1. And we have seen as well net wealth has reported first half underlying NPAT 30.6, which looks to be pretty much bang in line with where the market was going for. Uh, maintains net inflow of 11 billion uh, for FY23 guidance. And GUD 
uh, their holdings, their numbers are just out, just breaking. Revenue by segment, uh, automotive uh, 458, anyway, underlying EBIT by segment, automotive 93 versus 95, uh, going for and water 2.5 against 2.2. Well, that's very interesting, but there's certainly more to come on results. Uh, that dividend for Treasury Wine Estates will be in focus. Uh, they declared an interim dividend of 18 cents, which is up 16.7%. Uh, the company's profit after tax jumped, according to the AFR, 72.5% to 188.2%. Margin improved to 23.9%. That was up 3.2%. Big day. Big day tomorrow as well. Super Thursday, a big day for Phil Lowe, uh, the SPY Futures as I said earlier, up only one point. Question of the day today, what do we think of Commonwealth Bank results? Was that enough to keep them at an all-time high? Uh, was some of that caution they talked about creeping in? Uh, was that enough to uh, make you take some profits? Or $5.1 billion in cash profits again, showing the power of the machine and the quality of the management and the technology they have behind them. Is it a buy from here? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.